Good morning, guys. Happy New Year. Who is ready for this year to come? <laughs> New Year come. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear you. This morning, we wanted to do something a little different. Um, we want to, you know, our leadership team, we were, we were praying about, you know, to do something different uh, for today. And we felt like we were just going to seek the Lord and just see what he has to say for 2021. And uh, we just wanted to talk and share about what we've been getting. Um, we also wanted to, to give an opportunity for anybody else. Like, you all hear his voice. You all know his voice. If, you, if the Lord's been speaking to you, if you guys have been having any, any dreams or, or any visions or anything, scriptures that the Lord's specifically speaking to you about uh, 2022, uh, we want to give it time for you guys to share. We want to hear what, what the Lord's sharing with you guys. Um, and you know, the reason why we're doing this is obviously we want to know what he's doing, right? We, we don't want to just like kind of do our own thing and just kind of assume, yeah, we're, 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 you know, we got a bunch of good ideas. This is what we're supposed to do this year. You know, we're just going to follow this. This sounds, we, there's a need here. We need to let, let's fill this need. Let's do some kind of program. Let's, we don't want to like operate that way. How, how many of you know that like, that's not how the biblical way to operate, right? What, what is it? What does this Bible say about, uh, the sons of God? Who, what, what's the distinguishing thing that you can tell about the sons and daughters of God? They're led by the Spirit of God, right? So we don't want to assume that, like, okay, we there's a bunch of needs because there's tons. There's always going to be tons of needs, and we're just going to put resources to all these needs, you know, and just kind of. And God's not necessarily saying, "Yeah, fill that need, fill that need, fill that need." And we just kind of run around like a chicken with his head cut off, and we get weary, and we, we God, why aren't you moving? He's like, "Well, I wasn't moving over there." Well, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So we always want to hear what God's doing. We want to see what he's doing, and we want to partner with what he's doing. And and I, this is something I do personally every year. I ask the Lord, you know, uh, you know, around this time, Lord, what do you want to do this year? What is on your heart? Who are you thinking about this year? What is the need that you want us to put our hands to? Because I don't want to be doing anything that's just a good idea. I want to be doing what you're doing. Because that's when true change takes place, right? What we were talking about earlier, about when he walks into the room. Me, myself, our body even. I mean, we can do some good things, you know, like in unity together. But we want to see more than just good things. We want to see him. Because when he steps into the room, when he shows up in our city, he changes everything. So we, uh, so a lot of times, every year, not a lot of times, every year, I pray personally, and and uh, we as a leadership team, we were going to pray and just ask the Lord, "What are you doing?" And and I know a lot of you guys do the same thing, like Lord, show me what you're doing, show me what's on your heart, show me what I, I'm to put my hand to, because there's a million things to put my hand to right now. There's so much need out there, but what are you doing? Okay. So, that being said, okay, yeah. So, uh, so Josh will share. I'll share. I, um, I asked uh, Joel to share as well, and and then we're just going to open it up for you guys to share anything the Lord's been speaking to you guys about uh, this coming year. Sound cool? All right. Sweet. All right. Yeah. I uh, 
I love the end of the year. It's always such a big deal for us, you know, fireworks and balls dropping and, you know, big time excitement. But I feel like the Lord's like, I don't know, I don't think 22 is like as big of a deal. I think time's just time for the Lord, but it just puts us in this position of, I don't know, reflection. And uh, maybe we're listening a little bit more towards the end of the year and the beginning of a year than we normally would. Intentional listening and yielding to him will do so much more in our lives than a lifetime of striving. We were in worship here uh, Thursday night, just kind of praying in the new year. And I just had this picture of sons and daughters laying their head down on their pillow, just in the peace of God. And I just had this sense that we get more done sleeping in peace than we do fleshing it out, striving. Busy feet, striving to get stuff done. I just see the Lord just delighting in the peaceful sleep of his sons and daughters. And that's not permission to be lazy. That's permission to repent of striving and allowing the Lord to do what the Lord wants to do. And we said earlier, we don't just want to do good things. You know, there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I read recently that the Lord doesn't call us to just do good. The Lord calls us to be led by his spirit. So the question for the Lord isn't good or bad. It is, is it of my spirit or not? How many of you know two people gave a tithe at the temple that day? (laughs) Both were doing supposedly good things. And, you know, two people came to pray at the temple that day. But Jesus' response to both of them was completely different. The Lord's not asking if we're doing good things. He's asking, are we doing spirit things, things that his spirit birthed, things that we heard the spirit speaking to us. And that's the word I got this uh, for us is the word listen. I know we, it's a broken record here, right? <laughs> I'm like one of those broken record guys. And, uh, but how many of you know there's a difference between listening and hearing? Any wives in the house know when your husband listened or when they just heard? <laughs> how many of you knew if your husband listened, you probably would have gone to bed happier that night, but they just heard something in the background saying, I heard, they heard it. How many people had teenagers at some point who did a lot of hearing when they were playing their video game, but they didn't listen? How many of you know when you listen, it actually changes what you're doing. When you're hearing, you can keep on playing the video game. You can still hear. It's kind of like Snoopy's mom, or is that show? She's saying something in the background, but we're not. We're hearing it. How many of you know that when you listen? It always ends better than when you just hear. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I got home and Brittany was like, did you get the, I'm like, you didn't tell me to get that. She was like, yeah, I saw you. You were hearing me. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can even be, I got so good. I got so good at this pretending to listen thing. I could actually be looking at her. And my brain's over here doing a thousand other things with my business and the song and this, that, and the other. And I, can, I, I think I even nod and smile a little bit. 
I think we do that to the Lord a lot of times. We're here, and it's just enough to be like, okay, you get that, that first little nugget, and we're like, yeah, okay, God, yeah, next thing you know, you're out trying to get her done, and it's like you're trying to finish it listening, or you're trying to finish it hearing what you started by listening, if that makes sense. And it is being intentional to listen, allowing his voice to shape, to define us, to define our world. And I got an interesting uh, scripture that the Lord gave me about that. It was so cool. We came here Thursday night and just worshiped and prayed. It's amazing what happens when you're not trying to get revelation. You're just simply seeking God and all of a sudden things just drop. You ever been there before? It's like... You try to get it, and you're just like, I'm going to get into the Bible. Anyway, I'm, I'm rabbit trailing. But this verse right here, John 13, 23. There was reclining on Jesus' chest. There was decl- declining, reclining on Jesus' chest, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. How many of you know Jesus loved them all? And I got this picture of John reclining at the chest of Jesus. You ever lay your head on somebody's chest before? What do you heal? What do you hear? The heartbeat. You can even feel it. And I just got this picture of what the Lord is calling us into. Is that we would allow what we hear in the heart of Jesus to shape our reality and not the world and the government and the news and the media and all these other things that we get our eyes on, but to be so close to Jesus, so intentionally listening that his heartbeat is louder than CNN, that his heartbeat is louder. You fill in the blank. His heartbeat is louder than your financial woes. Your, his heartbeat is like, I'm not saying they're not there, but you're not allowing those things to define and shape you. You're being shaped like John by the heartbeat of God. You're being shaped by who he is and allowing his word to shape and define us. That's not something new like God's like, oh, 2022, I'm going to give these guys a new idea. Maybe they should allow my word to shape them this year. No, that's always been the goal. That's always been the plan for the word of the Lord, the heart of God to shape who we are, to allow who he says we are to be who we are and to be exactly who God says we are unapologetically. One of the biggest competitions or are things that com- combats that truth is competition and comparison. We always want to compare and compete our, with other people. And the heartbeat of God for each and every single one of us is for us to be exactly who he says we are. See, there was somebody else who heard the Lord, and it was Jesus himself. He heard the voice of God say, this is my beloved son, Jesus allowed the voice of his father to define and direct his life. And I believe John allowed the voice of the father to define and direct his life. And I believe in this year that we are to be intentional, not just the casual hearing God in the background, 
but the intentional listening to exactly what it is he's saying, being intentional about it. And the other, th- the other word I got for this year was consistency. Consistency is powerful. Two years ago, I ventured out to read the entire Bible. And I have, I never, in 30 something years, I've always read the Bible, but I just never had a disciplined, oh, I feel like reading John this month. And I, it hit me, I was like, I don't even know if I've read every single word of the Bible. Um, and I just, and this is this my journey, and it gave you this example. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get one of those Bible plans. You know what I'm talking about? The Bible in the year plans. And the Bible in the year plan, you look at January 1, and it is like this little, it's like nothing. It's like two chapters in a psalm or something. And you're like, that ain't, what? how am I going to read the whole Bible in a year with two chapters in a psalm? Guess what? I consistently read two chapters in a psalm or whatever the little section was every day. And I got into the flow. And guess what happened? I read the whole Bible in a year. <laughs> I read the whole, I read this whole thing doing little, little bits at a time. The point of it is a lot of times in the charismatic movement, we got the fervent part down, but the faithful part isn't that great. <laughs> the Lord wants faithful and fervent. We can't make up for a whole month of laziness with one really fervent prayer. I can't, I mean, maybe I could, but it would have been unrealistic. I would have gotten to the point that I wouldn't have been able to catch up with the reading plan if I just let it slip for about a month. I'd be like, oh man, you ever, been, you ever let your, your, your clothes stack up too long? You're like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to get the clean clothes out of the hamper or out of the thing here before I even put them in my drawer. Well, that's, maybe that's just me. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even put this away. Well, they're clean. I'll just put them on. If they ever made it to, you know what I mean? You just get so into it, so deep in it. And I feel like the Lord is calling us to consistency. Think about the power of consistency and just the natural. If I consistently don't exercise, my pants sizes need to get a little bit bigger, right? If I consistently worry about money, guess what? I get really good at worrying about money, right? If I consistently take time to hear, intentionally hear what the voice of the Lord is, to consistently pray, be consistent, and whatever it is for you, but I really believe the Lord is saying consistency is powerful. And I think so many times we stop either because we, you know, we, we plant a seed in the ground and three days later there's, there's no corn stalk or something. It's like it's working. Stay consistent this year. I think that was it. That's good. Um, and just a little disclaimer, Josh and I, didn't we didn't talk to each other about what we were getting, so... <laughs> Um, I got a lot of very similar things, um, for, for 2021 or 2021, help me 2022. I'm already, I'm still, I need to break that habit. Right. All right. Um, but no, I, the Lord been, he has been speaking to me about stuff. We, 
throughout last year that he's been preparing for this year that we're going to reap this year. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about building community. We've been talking a lot about like contending for breakthrough. You guys been listening or you just hearing, <laughs> uh, you know, all the, the Sunday mornings that we've been sharing and uh, even in home groups. Uh, but the Lord, he's, I was asking the Lord about it. And uh, well, actually, I wasn't really getting all that specific. And then over the past couple of days, I've been seeing the numbers 333 three, three everywhere. And um, so I was like, all right, Lord, I'm turning aside. I know you're trying to get my attention about something, you know, and I asked, you know, Lord, what are you, are you, are you trying to tell me something with these numbers I'm seeing everywhere, 333? Three, three, three. And, uh, and he said, yeah, Jeremiah 33, three. So, um, I turned to it and, and a lot of you guys know this one. It, it says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. And, um, and there's this invitation. So the Lord is inviting us this year in 2022 specifically it's like he's like calling us up on the phone and he's like saying, hey, call me back. I want to tell you some stuff. Does that make sense? He's actually saying, hey, Margaret, he's calling you up. He's shooting you a text. <laughs> he's saying, hey, call me back. I got something to tell you. Something great. Why do you think God does that? Why does God do that? Why, why would God just? Why wouldn't God just tell us? Intimacy, relationship, dialogue. He's initiating relationship, intimacy, dialogue with us, and obviously he's do, he's been doing that ever since you got saved, and even before you got saved. But specifically this year, he's inviting us. Hey, call me back. I got, and it's kind of like what even Josh was saying about listening. This is a year that we're going to know his voice. I felt like the Lord was saying, Paul, this year, more than any other year, obviously you needed to hear my voice in 2021, but this year especially, I'm going to be training you to hear my voice even better because you need to. The body, this is going to happen corporately and in our personal, you know, our corporate body, and, in, and also I believe the corporate church, but I think it's also going to be, you know, us personally, where we're going to, like even Josh was sharing about, we're going to change from just hearing God to actually listening, to receiving what he has to say, to dialogue with him even more. And, um, and this is really cool, because I was getting earlier in the week, the Lord had been speaking to me, um, about recognizing his voice, okay? You know, we all, all believers, and if you've been here long enough, all believers know his voice, right? How do, and how do we know that we know his voice? This is, this is the quiz. John 10.4, 10.4, good buddy. If you, <laughs> if you forget it, John 10.4, I'm telling you, if you don't have this <laughs> scripture memorized, memorize it. John 10, 4, his sheep, they what? 
they, they not only hear it, they know it. They know his voice. Okay, and the reason I say that is because the enemy is going to come alongside because he always does, and he always challenges what God is saying to you. Did God really say that? And then this is how you battle against the doubt. I'm his sheep. I know his voice. Shut up, Satan. You get that? It's real simple. (laughs) I'm going to keep it simple this morning. You got to know, you got to believe this because otherwise you're going to be constantly back and forth. What is that you got? Well, I don't know. You know his voice. You're a sheep. You know his voice. Okay. So he wants to share and to speak to us this, this year in a whole new level. I'm telling you, I'm feeling like this, this year is, and you could probably go back even last year and listen to last year's podcast. I wasn't getting this for last year, but this year there is going to be an outpouring of the prophetic on a whole new level. And, and I don't mean that just for like, you know, signs and wonders. Yeah, signs and wonder prophetic and stuff like that, cool stuff. But I'm talking about like intimacy here. That's the whole point. To know his voice personally in your everyday, day-to-day life, that God's speaking to you in supernatural ways, and here's the key, and that you're recognizing his voice. This is the key. This is what the Lord told me. He said, Paul, this year, you're going to recognize my voice, and the body itself, it corporately, is going to recognize my voice on a whole new level. Because here's the deal. God's speaking to us all the time, every single day, in your life, if you are a son or a daughter. He's speaking. The problem is most of the time we're not listening and we brush off his voice because we don't recognize it. It's not like, it's not like, you know, he's speaking to us audibly all the time. Like, you know, Joel, I need you to go do this. Da, 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 da. You know, it's cause if he did that, I, I mean, we, hopefully we'd be like, okay, Lord, I'm gone. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. It's, so it's not like out of like, uh, like rebellion that we're not listening it's more out of like ignorance. We don't recognize his voice because we don't know how he speaks. Now, obviously, we've been talking about it, and you guys do know his voice to a degree, but there is so much more. There is so much more that he wants to reveal to how he talks to you personally, to you intimately. Just like I'm walking around and I'm seeing 333 everywhere. I could just brush that off and just be like, oh, that's weird. It's like a glitch in the matrix kind of thing, you know? And you're just like, oh, 333, whatever. That's weird. And then you just keep on with your, with your life. No, but I've learned and I've tried to train myself with the help of the Holy Spirit to like recognize these kind of glitches in the matrix. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying. Like, to be like, okay, God's speaking here. It's the burning bush principle, right? Moses is walking by. He's tending sheep. He's in his everyday life. He's doing the mundane. He's cleaning up, you know, dirty sheep or whatever, and daydreaming out in the field. And all of a sudden, this burning bush is like burning over here, but it's not getting consumed. He could be just be like, hey, that's weird, and just keep cleaning up sheep poo or whatever he was doing, you know, doing the mundane. 
But no, what did he do? The Bible says clearly he turned aside. So he like recognized, wait a second, that's, that's weird. I'm going to make time and I'm going to put my effort to, to see what's going on over here. And then all of a sudden, boom, his life changes, right? So God's doing that to us every single day. Did you know that he's doing it to my life? He's speaking every single day in the mundane because he wants to get our attention, first off, for intimacy and relationship with him. And second off, he wants to do exactly what uh, Joshua was sharing about. He wants to share his secrets with you. He wants to be like, hey, like at your head on his, on his breast, and, and he's just saying, you're just hearing what's on his heart, who's on his heart, the people that are placed around you, what is he doing in their lives, and how are you going to be the agent to bring his kingdom into their lives? This is going to happen on a whole nother level this year, I'm telling you. And I'm really encouraged here, and Josh is like, oh, okay, maybe I didn't miss it. <laughs> All right? Because uh, I kept, I got this, you know, and you guys think I'm a broken record. I love this verse, but it's, it's on the Lord's heart. I'm telling you, Numbers eleven twenty nine. But Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And if you heard me speak about this before, he was actually prophesying to the new covenant. Moses, back in the desert, when he was saying this, it wasn't just on a round whim, like, man, I wish you guys would just hear the Lord for yourself. No, he was prophesying to the new covenant that all the Lord's people would be prophets. Now, he's specifically saying that because we hear his voice and we have this intimacy to know his voice and that we all should hear God for ourselves. It's available for us to be in that prophetic revelation kind of relationship with the Lord, right? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I love this, man. I was As Paul was talking, I just got this other thought that there has been a battle for which voice we listen to from the very beginning. Think about the garden, two voices. Think about the sheep pen in this parable, two voices. Think about Jesus and the baptism in the wilderness, Two voices. There is no neutral ground here. If you're not listening to the voice of God and being defined by it, you will be defined by another voice. There is no neutral ground here. The voice of the serpent in the, in the garden, the very first thing that he did was try to get Adam and Eve to question the goodness of God. To cause there to be some level of distrust in the God who created them in his image. I can guarantee you they didn't just hear the voice of the serpent. They listened because it created an action. Right? There is a battle going on for the ear of your spirit. There will be a void that the stranger, the serpent, the enemy will fill if we're, listen, if we're not listening to the voice of the Lord. I read one time, the way they make people who can find counterfeit money, the way they train them is to, they don't give them a bunch of counterfeits. They give them one real 
$100 bill. And they know that thing, the dimensions, the spacing, the lines, the, the, the texture, the hue. They know everything about that $100 bill. So that when a counterfeit comes across, it's like instantly I recognize that's not a real $100 bill. They didn't teach them all, all the counterfeits that are out there. And I think that is such a powerful thing. I know in my life, I know what the sound, the voice of accusation sounds like. I know what the voice of, can you really trust God, sounds like. I know what the voice of shame sounds like. I know what the voice of despair sounds like. I know what the voice of, you're not good enough, sounds like. I know what the voice of competition sounds like. And as soon as I recognize it, it is instantly incongruent with who God's created me to be. God has created me to respond to the sweet conviction of his spirit that lifts me out. But so often we allow the voice of shame to drive us further down. There is a battle going on for the voice that you listen to. Thank God Jesus listened to the voice of his father that says, this is my beloved son and not the enemy who said, if you really are the son. Did you hear it? There was two voices happening. One said, this is my beloved son. And the other one says, if you are. Thank God Jesus did not listen to that voice that would make him try to prove that he was the son of God. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that's good. There is a battle for your ear. And, and like um, what Josh was saying, whatever voice you listen to will define your reality. It really will. That's why the Bible says, you know, to continue to the, the word, it washes us. And if we're hearing his voice and we're recognizing it, um, our reality is going to change. So, um, so anyway, so that being said, and, and I was kind of feeling this stirring in my, my heart about, the, uh, about recognizing his voice. And that's why we're actually going to start doing this monthly. Uh, we're going to have like a monthly ear training. For like, for any of you guys who ever took music lessons and stuff like that, anybody gone through ear training? <laughs> yeah, where you basically you, you have to, you learn to hear the intervals and you're able to sing them out or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We're gonna do the same thing, but we're gonna do it in the spirit. Okay, we're actually we're gonna practically. There's not gonna be hardly any teaching. I, I believe like the teaching moments are gonna be in the times that we're listening and we're we're interacting and we're we're dialoguing with the Lord. Uh, we're actually going to spend time and we're going to learn to recognize his voice. Because the only way that you really recognize his voice is by doing it over and over and over. And you guys know this analogy. got to share this lots of time with you. When I first met Heather, my wife, when she first called me on the phone, I still had been like, hey, who's this? You know? Well, because I didn't know her voice, right? But now when she calls me after I've heard it over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again, I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up, babe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this morning, Josh came out with what's the name of that song that we sung? 
Mm-mm, the other one. God it never changes. So that song has a lot of intricacies where it kind of he he kind of goes up and down and puts words in different places that is not like a simple normal pattern. I guess that's the way to say it. So when I'm listening to him singing it, I listened to it when he sent it to me. I listened to it last night. I listened to it this morning because I try to be prepared whenever I come in so that, you know, we can flow and it's not a big, but I just was having issues trying to, where is he going with this, you know? And so what I asked him to do is what, you know, helps me whenever I'm trying to learn a song because when I hear what he's doing, I hear where he's placing the notes where the note is going, where the word is going, whether it goes up, it goes down, or whatever. I sing it with him, but he has to sing it over and over and over again. Paul's real good with that. Because if you sing a chorus part like once and expect me to know what you're doing and follow you and harmonize with you, I'm not going to be able to do that. Because if it's simple, if it's just a normal... um, progression of chords, then it's not hard. But if it's something that kind of goes up and down and whatever, so you, you've got to practice it. So he sung it over and over and over and over, the first line, and then we sung it over and over and over and over, and I'm singing the melody line with him. So then when we come to start singing, I can harmonize with him because I know he's getting ready to go down here, he's getting ready to go up there, but it, because we had to do it over and over and over again. So that's why I'm saying what he's saying about practicing to hear the voice of the Lord, because he may say it differently from what he said the last time. He may make a little change on you. He may dip down. He may go up. And so you've got to listen and be in tune to what he's doing if he's if he decides to speak it to you, maybe a way he's done it in the past, you know that okay he's getting ready to that's getting ready to modulate down or this chord is getting ready to resolve here or whatever. I don't know if people who are in music might understand more what I'm talking about as far as a chord resolving, but I know okay I know he's going here, but then he might write a song and I'm like oh I didn't expect that so. That's kind of how when you go it over and over and over again, then you can move in the rhythm of the thing and go with them wherever you go. But that takes practice. It doesn't just happen overnight. And so I'm grateful that we're going to be doing that because a lot of times, I mean, something happened to me on the way home yesterday. I heard something and I was like, hmm. That is what happens. You can do that. Hmm. So it made me be suspicious about a thing. So I started looking further into it and thinking about it. And as I thought about it more, I realized, hmm, I think that was the voice of the enemy. At first, I thought it was the voice of the Lord. But as I pondered it, I thought about it. You know, I looked it up and I was thinking, uh, that's not consistent every time. I don't think that was the voice of the Lord. So, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a thing of practicing. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's a thing of practicing. And come to the place where you understand how God speaks 
Um, just like he said, the $100 bill, if you're used to feeling them and the way, it's just, you know, the way it feels, the fibers of it, the little fibers that run through it, whatever, when you see a fake, you know it's a fake. Like somebody <clears throat> may come and say, boy, that Paul, he can't sing a lick. I know Paul can sing. You can tell me anything you want to. You can tell me any lie you want to about that, but I know Paul. I've sung with him over and over again. So it's the same thing I think about my daddy. Somebody could come tell me something bad about my daddy. I'm like, that ain't my daddy. So as we continue to just listen and practice and focus and, and you know, I'm excited about that, really. I am really excited about the direction that we're going to be taking that in. But I, I just wanted to say that to you. I've sung, I've been singing for 40, 40, 50 years. <clears throat> and, you know, but you can learn something new every day, you know, as you listen and, and like when he's leading, I'm making sure that I hear him louder than I hear myself. Because how can I, follow with him, how can I get in sync with him if I'm not listening to what he's doing? If I'm over here just singing loud as I can, ah, and I can't hear what he's doing, I'm overshadowing him. I'm not blending with him. My purpose today is not to, not to be the leader. My purpose is to back him up with what he's doing. And in a time when he steps back, then if the Lord is giving me something, then I'll go forward with it. But otherwise, I'm, I'm blending with what he's doing. So it's a listening and learning and all. So anyway, I didn't mean to be so long. But. No, that's good. I mean, my gosh, you brought up so many analogies about leading and like being in a band and following. But it's really true. And so we're going to do that. We're going to have a monthly, um, just like a short kind of an hour um, meeting where that is what we're going to do. We're going to practice hearing his voice and not just hearing, but recognizing his voice. And we're going to, we're going to talk to each other. There's going to be a lot of like, you know, kind of teaching moments of like, Hey, I'm seeing this picture. Cause here's, here's the deal. The Lord showed me this. He said, I filter out his voice. I don't know, probably 50% of the time. And because his voice, when he speaks to us, it's like, you know, he speaks to us in different ways, but specifically in my mind, my heart, a lot of times they're passing thoughts or little impressions. And about 50% of the time, I, I just, my mind is actually disciplined to filter those out and just kind of block them out. Because I didn't grow up, hey, Paul, this is how God speaks, recognize his voice. So it's almost like we have to unlearn, oh, wait, that's you, God. When I had a picture of this for this, oh, I just, that's happened to me before, but it, I just thought it was a random thought. That was you? That was a powerful word that changed somebody's life, and I just thought it was like a little, whatever, brain squirrel, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we're going to learn. We're going to how to recognize his, his voice, and, and we're going to develop, and it's for this purpose first, Intimacy intimacy with him to know him because that's our job that's our job it's not evangelism it's not like seeing the sick heal yeah that's part of knowing him is our job right and out of that all this stuff comes out 
So that's going to be our focus. And then obviously we're going to be better equipped in this world that God's placed us in, in this time to recognize his voice and to act on it. And, and Josh, I don't know if you caught this, but you said something really profound about like, you know, the difference between listening and, and uh, hearing is listening produces an action. That's when you can tell the difference. If you're just like hearing him, you know, what Jesus was all the time saying, you know, you have ears here, <laughs> listen, right? Okay. Anyway, um, so we're running out of time. I know we're going over a little bit, guys. I got uh, other stuff. We'll share it uh, later down. Here, I want to. I want Joel to share what he, the Lord's been giving him, and then for everybody else, we're going to have home groups starting up this this uh, Wednesday. And I encourage you guys, if you're not part of a home group, please sign up for it. If you have question, if you're part of a home group and you have questions about your home group, talk to your home group leader or come talk to me, uh, and we can figure out you know um, what's going on. And um, and in your home group this week, I encourage you guys, go seek the Lord this week. If you haven't already over this new year, and ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing? What do you want to do this new year? And come to home group and share what you're getting. Okay? Does that sound good? All right, cool. So, Joel. All right. Well, I'll try to, try to be brief. I know. It's ready getting for lunch. Um, so, I, I love just how the Spirit moves and leads, and I didn't talk to Joshua, I didn't talk to Paul either about what they were going to share, and I feel um, just what, what God gave me is just completely in line with this worship and everything, but more on a tactical basis. And, and tactical, I just, I'll give you a definition, it's carefully planned out actions to gain a specific military end. And so... This, this hopefully is a tool that we can all use as we go into 2022. And maybe just really quickly, show of hands, who, who's excited about like 2022? Who feels ready? It's like, yes, 2022. All right, there's, there's a good, good showing of hands of people that are like, yeah, I'm ready. Um, well, I, I woke up and, and I just felt really tired. I, I didn't feel ready. I just was like, man, I could, could take another week. Um, I just, you know, just really felt exhausted this morning. Um, and, and just as I was praying and, um, and just actually since yesterday and today, just praying about this new year, um, God just reminded me, um, you know, the verse in, from uh, Zechariah 4, 6 that says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so if you are like me that, that maybe just feels tired, you know, some, some people, you know, I, I know aren't here because they're feeling sick. Um, I just want to encourage you to realize that it's not about how we feel poised for this new year, just how prepared we are. Um, if we have a new vision, it's about the perfection of God, that he is with us, that when we invite him to walk in the room, that He's the one that's going to give us a victory. Yeah, and so along with that, I just you know, thought of the verse from Lamentations about how his mercies are new every morning. So if you feel last year just, you know, you're cheated, <laughs> you know, you felt you're, you're robbed, um, just know that every day God gives you new mercies. Today, this year, you have new mercies. And I'll just give you an example. Let me um, just pull up. My little prop I have here. 
Um, it was it was something a little situation that happened yesterday with my young well second youngest. Um, she came in. She had a little blowout with the other siblings. This is a remote control, right? And and I yeah yeah it is it it is power. Um, and and I God just gave me this example for her. I just said. And I, I, I grabbed the remote control and I said, here, are you, are you going to give this to your siblings so that they control you? They press the buttons, they make you cry, they make you angry. You know, are you, are you going to give that control to them? Or are you going to give the control to God? Yeah? And so I feel that the tactical part about, you know, just what I felt God giving me is, we've talked about just when God enters into the room and all that, but the portion that we're needing to do, you know, repentance is mind renewal, changing our mind, is inviting God and saying, I give you control. And how it's, Paul said, the love of Christ controls us. And so I just want to invite you, you know, to grab the, grab the remote control from your house. Maybe, you know, when you're at home or take it with you to work, you know. And just remember, who are you going to give control, you know? And, and sometimes it might be, you know, you have great relationships. You know, it might be my wife or, you know, Paul is a great guy, Joshua. And, and you, you might be tempted to give them that, that control. But the only one that is truly trustworthy, the one that knows the future. And, and this, you know, as I was falling asleep on New Year's Eve, the 31st, God gave me this. And, and you can kind of mull on it. I'm still thinking over it. But... It is God is revealing the future one day at a time. Think about that. He knows the future, and he's revealing it to us as we learn to listen to his voice, and we align ourselves and position ourselves with the good works he already predestined us to walk in. Isn't that awesome? So if you feel tired like I felt or whatever, like we can be so excited. We can be just ecstatic to know that, like it says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. and It is no longer that I who live, right? So, so Christ lives in us, and we're empowered through the Holy Spirit, but our action every day, like Jesus said to be his disciple, is we need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. And when we deny ourselves, we're, we're taking the control and we're saying, I'm giving you the control, Lord. Lead me. Lead my life. Change the channel when you need to, right? Turn the volume up so we can hear you more, please, you know? Um, but it is inviting God into that battleground, which is our mind, every day that's happening. And, and so, you know, we invite God, we surrender our lives, but the, the surrender of, of just our minds is something, sometimes it's every day. That's why we're invited to renew our minds, right? To not be conformed to this world. And so I just um, want to encourage you with that, you know? Look at your remote control and remember that. And then w- one more thing, um, I just don't want to take much more time, but as I was, as I was just praying, um, I just felt like um, I saw like a fly, <laughs> And, and the, the thing that came to mind with, with fly is um, one of the word names for a Satan is Belzebub, right? I don't know if I pronounce that right. I always mess it up. But um, it means the Lord of the flies. Um, and when we have unhealed wounds, 
in our life. And this is things that we know that have not been healed and we have not given access to God. It's an area where the enemy can come and prey on us. You know, the enemy, you know, the flies every time they, they, they land, they defecate. And so they infect that area. And so I just want to um, just close um, in prayer. And if you feel there is a wound in your heart that, that you need to give access to the Lord and you don't want any, just giving any space to the enemy to come and, and give, just fill you with lies, infect. You know, we, we want a healthy body. We want to be strong, but we want a healthy heart and mind. And so I just in, invite you to just, just lift up any wound that that Holy Spirit reveals to you or that you already know that you have. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us so much, that you gave your only Son, that whoever believes in him would have eternal life, but also that you've blessed us Lord God, to start tasting how good you are, how amazing, your riches in glory. And we just want to start doing that. We want to walk into this new year giving you full control. And we also want to give you access into areas that that we've had wounds, Lord. We want your healing touch. Lord, heal those areas of my brothers and sisters. Lord, reveal anything that is hindering us from being able to soar and lift up flight like the eagle in this new year. Lord, anything that is weighing us down, we give it to you. We turn it over to you. Set us free. Heal every area. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.